We are four ordinary Americans who happen to be atheists, talking about current topics and religious nonsense. Welcome to The Profane Argument. And welcome to the 35th episode of the Profane Arguments Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Uh, We are streaming live to YouTube. If you'd like to listen to it, uh, you can go to YouTube and search for Profane Arg, and you can tweet us at Profane Arg, and we have Twitter up, and we'll be watching if you uh, have a question. We generally start around 9 p.m. on Tuesdays, which... It roughly is uh, Eastern time. And if you want to tweet something at us, we can respond. Uh, so this week, we are going to do a year in review list of some of the most awful things that happened this year, uh, including a tremendous list of celebrity deaths. But first, uh, before that, we're going to have a we have a couple, I think, a couple Christmas stories and going to talk a little about a little bit about things going on in the news. So the first thing that I wanted to, to talk about, we talked about this just before we're starting the recording, was uh, some stuff that's going on with, uh, with of course, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Our future president. Oh! <laughs> I wanted to start out with uh, the Trump Foundation, because he's going on and on about the Trump Foundation in uh, well on twitter uh he's saying that he gave millions of dollars to the trump foundation raised and received millions more all of which is given to charity and media won't report it he's basically saying that the lamestream media is only reporting bad things and they're not reporting good things so i just watched a report on this cnn actually sent a guy out to do some research just to all right tell us about all the the good stuff that the foundation is uh has done and he came back and was like, all right, uh, nothing. Well, I, fa- <laughs> I found a couple things. He gave $158,000 in 2014 to fight cancer. He donated a – well, the, the foundation donated 141000 to groups that promote conservative social policy. Mm, so Charitable. Charitable, yeah. He gave $50,000. Yeah, I'm not sure that qualifies. But no. Well, first of all, let's get something straight. When you say he, that he did not give the money, the charity did Right, but I don't know who Because decides. I heard that he had not d- put any money in the charity since like 2006. Correct. That's what I've heard okay. as well, yeah. The cha- the foundation gave $50,000 to a grammar and preparatory school in Manhattan where his son just happens to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that has nothing to do with, uh, you know, getting his son a better standing in school. Or... Of course not, no. Is that even fucking legal? No, he's actually being, okay. <laughs> he's going to be indicted on a lot of this stuff in four years, probably. He gave $5,000 to another school, a public high school in Florida with mostly African-American students. So that one must have been a – but it was 5000 <laughs> as why, opposed to 50000 yeah, I was going to say that's why it was the smallest amount thus far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the gimme. <laughs> 41000 between two Jewish causes, 20000 among three veterans groups – and 5,000 to an environmental group that combats global warming. So that's a little weird. So the, the, the Jewish groups, that was done after he said in one of his rallies that uh, his foundation supports 
I'm sorry, not the Jewish the groups, the veteran yeah. groups. So yeah. It was after he's he had said at a rally that he supports veterans, and the media went, wait, when when did you do that? And he was no. like, mm, a couple minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> what the, No, what that was, do you remember the one debate he didn't go to? Yes. During the primaries, and he said, instead of that, I'm going to do this rally for the veterans. Oh, right, veterans. right, right, yeah. And everyone was like, okay, and he did that, and then they're like, uh, vets haven't gotten the money yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So in all told, it's been you know less than a half a million dollars that in, in this list of, of money. So, but he's it's taken in millions and millions of dollars. Well, you forgot there was the one where they bought the painting of <laughs> himself. Where I was going, yeah. yeah, yeah, and hung it in one of his restaurants. Right. And uh, there's also I didn't hear anything mentioned about the the money that was used that was taken out of the the foundation in order to cover the expenses from uh, a couple of his failed businesses he was being sued and he used money from the foundation to pay the pay them off pay the legal I fees i remember that one yep right to pay the legal fees I mean, oh. it's really, you talk about it, he specifically was on Clinton's case about using the Clinton Foundation. The Clinton Foundation really does help people. Yeah. It's it's very well documented. Um, but then doing the exact thing that he's railing on, on Hillary for, for doing. Well, way worse. Helps, but extremely worse. Yeah. yeah. But now, is he dissolving the foundation because of what's going on with the the New York City Attorney General is bring some case against him right right i think what's happening is they're bringing this case in and he's like well i'll just i'll you know dissolve the foundation and that way it won't be a problem me running it won't be a problem and the new york is the legal system is going no you can't do that we're investigating you cannot dissolve the foundation while you're under inv- investigation so i'm pretty sure he was going to dissolve it not to solve any problems but because he was under investigation and didn't want them to find anything right right and is he using this as the guys is like, see how transparent I am? This is like me doing a blind trust. See, I'm dissolving this. Oh yeah. And, I, and all meanwhile, the-, the like that was like the least of our worries. The fucking Trump Foundation. We're like, okay, yeah, we know it's bullshit. Like, meanwhile, your children are going to be running your company and sitting next to you during every fucking meeting. <laughs> right. But the, the the saddest part of all of it, though, is that everybody that voted for him or most of them will believe him. They'll they'll buy it hook, line, and sinker. I came to a disturbing realization last week that there are just two realities going on in this country. Mm. And I'm not even and I'm not just like like, oh, these people, they're just assholes. Like they literally just live in a different reality than other than the other 50 percent of the country. Or I should say less than 50 percent. Yeah, they're only 27 percent. So and like, I just don't understand how that happens. How can our thought processes be – how can I – like, and again, I could be wrong when I see all this horrible shit that he's doing and all these horrible appointments and I'm just like, I'm fearing the worst. I'm expecting the worst. And they're all excited about it. Which one of us is right and which one of us is wrong? Because they are completely on the other end of the spectrum than me or us. Yeah, us. They are – they're just all in. They have decided that 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 is the right solution and nothing is going to dissuade them yet. Something will. Eventually, this is all going to blow up because it has but to. I, but I believe even if it blows up, they will not blame him. Right. Yeah, likely. Right. So I was just in a conversation this last week and I was asked – well, the statement was made that uh, President Obama is the most divisive president that the United States have possibly ever had. 
And my response to that was, wait a minute, what what are you talking about? And he's like, really? You don't think that that's true? Like, immediately it became like an angry retort that that I had questioned it. And I'm like, well, no, I don't, I don't know what evidence you have to even support that. And he's like, so you believe, and he went on down this thing about how Obama is great. And I'm like, wait a minute, let's go back. The only thing I said, I didn't say anything about what I believe. I just said, I never saw evidence that he was a divisive president. And in his bubble, he thought everybody was under that belief. I mean, everybody. Hmm. So he, like you said, in, in this little bubble, Obama is the worst thing that has ever happened to the country, and anything will be better, and Trump is that anything. Yeah. The only divisive thing that Obama did was remain black throughout the whole presidency. <laughs> I mean, how dare he? <laughs> well, according to his argument, Obama was the key person to make everything about blacks or about Hispanics or about the, the gays or about, you know, whatever. And in doing that, he's more divisive than any other president in so our history. he reminded white people that they are privileged and that makes them uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah. Okay. As a white person, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> privileged? <laughs> I mean, I know I don't have it as bad, but privileged? Well, that's what... Yeah, that counts. That, that's what it means. Privileged. Yeah, just, being a white person is dope. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I just don't only. feel like getting any special favors done for me, like... Nobody's handing me free money and shit or buy me no, anything because I'm white. like pri- privileged means not shot by the police for no reason. Right. And not Oh, I agree over. with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying being white's great. <laughs> yeah. In this country. There's no doubt about it. I was going to say how many how many homes have you owned? Yeah, they weren't given to me though. <laughs> what? No, but I'm saying like com- uh, comparatively like I think you've secured several home loans in your lifetime whereas most African Americans will secure zero. Yeah. With the same credentials and with the Correct. same financials. Correct. Well, if that's the case, then yes, I am privileged if, if we have the same exact credentials. Well, I mean, it, it, you take a look at, at the person that we've just elected president, and it's so obvious. I mean, think about what would have been said about Obama if he had showed up at some event and he had had his children with him from three different wives. What would they have said about him? And what did they say about Trump? And why are those two things different? Sure. It's the same way that, that Trump is able to be president-elect. All the exemplary things that Barack Obama needed to be to even be considered mm. a reasonable presidential con- candidate, like, exceed probably 10 to 1. All Trump is is white and rich. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's all right. he's got. He has no qualifications. <laughs> like, he had to be... Barack Obama had to be a uh, a congressman, a uh, you know a a lawyer. He had to be uh, Ivy League graduate. He had a dirty to be- community organizer. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! All those things. Trump has no qualifications, and he is the next president of the United States because he's different white. realities. If he was black, no way. If Never he was black, if he was black, he'd be Jimmy McMillan. <laughs> he would have been laughed off the stage. No, saying the rent is too damn high. (laughs) If he was black and talked the way he did, he'd be shot. (laughs) (laughs) If he was out there and he was like, "Look at my Caucasian over there. Come here, my Caucasian." (laughs) (laughs) That is white privilege. And then everybody in the and all the white people in his rally would be like, "What's a Caucasian?" So I was thinking about this divisiveness and the identity politics that we discussed, I think, just last time. 
I think where it comes from is when when the movement started, when Black Lives Matter, when that movement started, they didn't chant Black Lives Matter. What was their chant? Their chant was like hands up, don't shoot. Yeah. Right? That was the big that was the big thing during all the protests. Hands up, don't shoot. And I think what happened is somewhere along the on the on the left side, somebody went, you know, that's a really bad slogan. Like we're just being really passive and it's up to the cops to make a difference for hands up, don't shoot. Right. That leaves everything in the cops hands still. So they came up with this Black Lives Matter, which you can't even address the anything about it, any of the politics around it without saying Black Lives Matter. And I think it was I think it was brilliant because now they've got like the Republicans saying Black Lives Matter, even when they're referring to it in a negative way. Right. Mm hmm. So I think the right had to go, all right, how can we talk about this, make it negative, and not have to say Black Lives Matter? And that's where they came up with this, well, Obama's divisive identity politics. So now they can say identity politics, and they're referring to Black Lives Matter, but they don't have to say it anymore. <laughs> ah! Interesting. Yeah, but I've been hearing this about Obama being the most divisive president years before Black Lives Matter started. Oh, yeah, right. Sure. But I think it just coalesced into the identity politics. It was like yeah. identity politics. That's a thing that we can say that sounds like it isn't negative. And we're, but we're referring to Obama's being as divisive as we've made him out to be. I don't know. Two, re two realities, man. Hmm. Just no, that's I, that's a solid theory, because I heard recently I was watching a clip of Bill O'Reilly and he was doing one of his segments where, you know, it's not again, his show is not. A, a news show it's an opinion show so i don't fault him for this but you know it's, right. it was kind of like i believe it was what his i now that i i could have a minute to reflect on it i think it's where colbert bases based the word off of oh absolutely like, it is okay so it's that that's that segment where he just looks at you and tells you that and he, he was making the claim that this whole um unhappiness with the electoral college is all about race and he went on his thing about the without the electoral college, then the electoral college that, uh, you know, they wouldn't need to campaign everywhere. They could just go to the most heavily populated areas and campaign there. And um, the then, then, you know, that wouldn't really be democracy. And, uh, you know, this is all about thinking that uh, the the voice of minorities need to be equivalent to all all of the other. The, he called them hardworking white middle class voices, <laughs> and uh, and I was fine, and I, I understood his point. But I was like, so then what you're saying is by making this point, what you're suggesting is the opposite is true. That for some reason, ten thousand white people in the middle of Idaho, their voices should count equivalently to four million people in Los Angeles. Right, right, and that does not. That's that doesn't add up to me. I don't understand that. I don't agree with that. Didn't he say something too about the best way to destroy white people or white power or something like that is to get rid of the electoral college, is to hit him in those districts or something? Like so that's why they want to do that, because they want to take power away from the white man. Uh I believe in that same speech, I think, is what he was suggesting. Right. Yes. Yeah, it was something to but he actually said that. Yes. He said this whole electoral college is all about race. He said it's all about the fact that minorities support the liberal agenda and that hardworking white middle class Americans support the conservative agenda. And uh, Has it always I was just I just I was just stunned that he he could 
be like, well, it's wrong because it's this. And I was like, but then that makes that side. What? You're just invalidating one side or the other with your argument, and it's making my head hurt. (laughs) (laughs) But I did see a lot of people respond to it. They're like, thanks, Bill, for confirming what we already thought about you. (laughs) And it's – I'm super suspicious of it only because I feel like he is the me that answered yes to – Jared's question of if we pay you $50 million, will you just stand in front of a microphone and be like, the right is the best. White people are the best. Conservatives are the best, regardless of what you think, because I've read his. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So embarrassed. It's a phone ring. It's not a big deal. Um, You know, his his (laughs) he's a fantastic author and he's an exceptionally intelligent man. And I have trouble accepting that he buys some of his some of the some of the stuff that he's selling (laughs) well bill o'reilly definitely started out trying to be an actual journalist right i remember that but there is also that clip of him losing his shit (laughs) on hard copy which we've all seen right right yeah you know they will do it live so he obviously was a jerk all his life oh yeah (laughs) sure sure well uh but yeah i'm kind of in the same camp too like he toes that line so fucking hard it's just I can't even believe he can spit the words out and sleep soundly at night unless it's on a gigantic <laughs> pile of money, which it probably it, is. It yeah. is. I think it's between gi- the books yeah. and the show. And it is. It's speaking. a big California king bed stuffed with hundred dollar bills and spoons next to Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, and he, <laughs> you know, he's like, "Oh, here's my stick. I won't call anybody by their first name. I'll only call them by their last name <laughs> to have some kind of superiority over them." And I'll take all my talking points from Roger Ailes and whoever's giving to them now, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like you brought up last week, the whole, okay, everybody say identity politics, go. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he also uh, brought up on domestic abuse charges? He was. Not he too dragged, long ago? He dragged his wife down the stairs by her hair. Yeah. 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 So he's uh, just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he might just be a cock. My mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like th- this day and age, it's just... Rich white people trying to hold on to their money so fucking desperately, you know, and trying to make more of it. Like, it, it just seems so desperate. Well, I, I don't mm. know. The thing I would never understand is when is enough money? Why do you have to have all the money? Well, did, we have, did we have this discussion that I have it with somebody else where, like, Donald Trump's like, the, oh. once you've made all this money, then the scorecard is your bank account. Right. Well, for him, yeah. definitely. With, it's competing with other rich people. Well, he's got them all, you know, close close by. He's appointing them all to um, cabinet positions. So yeah, got to consolidate that power. Why didn't? That's, why that's, couldn't Bill Gates fucking run for office? He's the richest guy in the world, isn't he? <laughs> uh, no, he keeps giving uh, his money away. <laughs> he does. He keeps spending it on charity. He's close. He and Carlos Slim trade off annually. Sounds right. Yeah. Couldn't he just walk in there and be like, "All right." I'll take over. God damn it. <laughs> How much is it going to cost me? Two billion? So I'll only have 55 billion left? He's a white rich guy. He should be able to do it. All he needs is money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a fucking nerd who believes in science. <laughs> that ain't going to fly in the flyover states. I, well, that's okay, though. He's still a white guy. They'll give him a chance. And he, he bought the windows. White. So, you know, not so bad. Hey, that's true. He invented the internet. He's rich and white. <laughs> and he's a guy. So that helps. That does help, yeah. Hmm. It's huge. And we all know Apple is for homosexuals, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> well known. Man, have you seen that new MacBook Pro? It's awful. Oh, is it? Um, I, don't, I don't care Oh, for the it. MacBook Pro, the trash can. Nothing is 
bizarre. I don't no, understand. no, that's no, that's the Mac Pro. The Mac Pro. I love the I love the trash can. That what? thing's awesome. I I don't like the new the new MacBook Pro that has no ports. Oh, the fancy bar on the top. Okay. Yes, with the with the swishy bar on the top. Yeah. That's really sad. <laughs> Where did I, I – we've – I've taken us far away from where we were. And I, I was going <laughs> yeah, to, this is true. to try to bring uh, us back. Gates and windows. So, <laughs> uh, how about we transition to uh, to Christmas stories? You, should I go first? Do you want – how do oh, you think, Oh, I was going to say, uh, however you want to go, I have a short one. I have some news stories if we're still in the news, though. Oh, okay. They're both, Let's do- they're both quick. They're both quick and they're both – Potentially good news. Okay. Oh, that sounds like uh, – uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the one was just uh, an article that I was reading earlier today from our good friend uh, Leah Remini ah. where she is uh, – you know, the, the church has come – Scientology has come out and said that, you know, all this – the her show on A&E is completely fabricated and they are – you know, it is a for-profit example for – you know, malcontents who are constantly changing their story about the Church of Scientology, and it's 100% fictional. And she basically came out yesterday and said, listen, if that's true, come at me. You guys sue people for a living. Come get some. Yeah. And they were <laughs> like, love her. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and they were like, uh, we'll get back to you. <laughs> You're a squirrel. I'm out of here. <laughs> So yeah, she is she is just holding her ground something fierce and she says if you if you think I'm lying come sue me and let's find out. Right. Did you guys uh did you guys end up watching the whole thing? I have not finished the series yet. Okay. Neither did it I. finish strong or was it did it become tedious after episode 3? No, at no point did it become tedious. No. Good. Um, I think the I think four episodes I think they could have done more actually wow and then she also included uh a response to a reddit ama (laughs) ask me anything uh so they they had an ask me anything episode where they just answered questions off of reddit oh wow yeah (laughs) that's fantastic did you learn anything new in it or uh learn anything new about scientology no learn some of the specifics about you know the people who had left yes Oh, okay. They brought, you know, they brought different people on to answer some of the questions. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was very well done. And although I know I said previously that I don't really care for her, I got over it by like partway (laughs) through episode two. And man, I just, I can't say enough about what she's doing and the fact that she's speaking out in, you know, the position she's in. So I would say I didn't, I didn't learn anything in particular new, but I, I, instead of it being kind of an academic, question about, you know, you heard about the Sea Org and you heard about L. Ron Hubbard. It gave all of it um, depth and it gave all of it, you know, a bit of humanity. There were real people that were involved in it. I think it- So it, it's more about the people getting out than it is about the shenanigans they're up to. Well, it was both. It was talking about the people and the things that the, the church did to them when they left and the reason why right. people so don't you, leave. You, you didn't just hear about what the things that were going on, but you got to put a face to it. Yeah, yeah. And right. see exactly. exactly what was going on. And the Yeah, I think it's definitely lives. worth watching. Yeah. I mean, people left their entire families. The only way to get out of the church was to leave their entire family behind, and their family never talks to them again. I mean, how horrible is that? I guess it depends on if you See, like I feel the like family, I, I but... got a lot of that at a going clear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you've seen going clear, you're probably not going to learn anything, but you can get some faces to put along with all the stories that you heard about. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's a, you know, kind of a personal experience. I don't know. It resonates a little bit more. I hear you. But uh, yeah, and then the AMA on top of it, I think that was uh, I think that was awesome that they did that. Got a lot of questions off the internet, so yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like that helps validate, uh, you know, Reddit as a 
legitimate source for news. <laughs> sure. Oh. Yeah, I think they've recovered from the whole Boston bomber debacle, so. <laughs> Ooh, Still bad. haven't dipped my toe in that Reddit yet. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I Every time I try, I just go, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> did you have something else, Ian? Uh, I did. It was it, Now, this is just the claim, the official claim of a uh, of a government, so I can't. I can't tell you how valid or not it is, but uh, allegedly, as of Saturday, Nigerian president has announced that they have wiped out Boko Haram from Nigeria. I did see that on my AP news feed. I didn't read any of the details about it. Uh, they said that they found their their final enclave and have and that uh, Nigerian national troops have have killed the last remaining Boko Haram troops holed up in Nigeria. Terrific. They nice. have. Uh, freed a significant number of their prisoners. Yeah, I saw on CNN that they, 21 women who had been imprisoned for, what, two years, two and a half years, yes. something like that, uh, were just taken taken home or, you know, they were... Yes. Yeah, so that's good. It is, yeah. well, it, it is good, but I, there is another side to that story when they get home, though, and that in a lot of cases, those women are not going to be accepted by their families. So right. it's good. They're free. They're out. They're good. It's all, that's all good. But we're still talking about people that are never going to recover from their experience. Sure. So, but Boko Haram being defeated—that's a really good temporarily thing. <laughs> is a very good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do uh, agree that to an extent there was a percentage of the freed women that are kind of a moot point. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe they'll make their way on their own. Hopefully, hopefully there'll be enough resources available to them so that they can make their way on their own. I mean, they're already, you know, on CNN they had they were interviewing them and they they'd been taught how to speak English. So I mean, they're going to school, they're learning. So I think right. I think the the knowledge that if they just go back to the villages, it's not going to work out well. I think right. for some of them that's known, so they're going to get them out of there. So it's good. Yeah. So there you go. That's what I got. Cool. My next thing. I have a – this is a fairly short story, but it's a Christmas story. It's a story that – so I went to my mother's house and she is a – you know, she's still – she's a Christian. She's raised in the Friends Church and I had on a t-shirt uh, for for a game that I play. My brother also plays this game and uh, the game is called Diablo and I did the, it just has a picture of uh, Diablo's head on it. And so we're there for, I don't know, several hours before she's just out of nowhere is like, so I'm looking at your shirt and it, it makes me think that it's a, a dragon's head. And I'm like, well, OK, it's not a dragon's head, but all right. And before I can say anything about it, she starts talking about Revelation, the book of Revelation and how the true story of Christmas is not just that Jesus was born in a manger, but that behind the scenes, if you read Revelation, the dragon comes to defeat baby Jesus and the warrior angels defend him and this is all happening like you know behind the scenes in another realm or whatever and she what? talks she talks about how the and this is this is a very short clip in revelations she talked about uh, how the angels are all clad in armor and they all have swords and then she made reference she went back and started making references to other places that angels had appeared in the bible and how people were always scared when the angels appeared and it's because they were not it actually well they were not uh, you know they weren't these flower feather wings they were they were warriors and so when the angel appeared everyone's scared and she actually made reference to uh if you remember the story of balaam that we discussed on an episode of this podcast balaam uh, and the talk talking donkey 
where the oh, angel yeah. appeared and the donkey was like, I'm not going any further. And Balaam started beating <laughs> the donkey and the donkey's like, look, there's an angel there. If you were smarter, you'd see it. <laughs> she actually used this as her. She said that that's the real story of Christmas. How the dragon and the angels fought. The real story of Christmas is how baby Jesus fought a dragon. Your mom is the best. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Jesus, that baby is, Jesus was fighting no, or was being fought Jesus. over? Being fought for. Being I mean, I'm still for, interested yeah, in Christianity more now because there's dragons and armor <laughs> and swords involved. I was sitting in the car going, whew, Marvel Puzzle Quest. <laughs> <laughs> but, Did your mother yeah. know where, you're, where you lie on all this? No. Not, no, not entirely. Oh, she doesn't? No, not, not because... specifically. I, she might suspect, but she won't ask. Right. You don't wear your I mean, atheist necklace told to her, her house? No. Like a couple years ago, several years ago at this point, I told her that I was not a Christian. But the the reason the reason I gave was, you know, look at what Christians do. And and I just I can't call myself that I can't side myself with what Christians are doing. And um, she was OK with that. Um, okay. But I never actually said that I uh, that I didn't believe in in it in. Well, anything. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I think she just wants to, you know, preach every now and then and try and get me to uh, to, to more come back into the fold. So she throws up stories that I that I that might have interest in, like dragons and <laughs> armored angels. Hi. And how old are you, Ray? <laughs> that you might be swayed by the dragon story? <laughs> how, how old am I or how old does she think I am? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and when the answer is, oh, she goes, oh, well, that worked out well. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but in any case, that's the, st the true story of Christmas. If you ever want to look it up, I think it's Revelation 13. But uh, in any case, it's very vague. And I'm pretty sure Revelation was all written uh, by a guy who was high on acid or something. So Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. So that was my story of what happened to me on Christmas Day. I have an equally short one for the day after Christmas. I went to run an errand for my wife. She said, I have 10 co-workers that need a supplementary gift with what I'm getting them. Please go to the Dunkin' Donuts and get me 10 gift cards. And I said, okay, I can do that. One moment, please. So I went out to do that. And when I went there, I said, give me these gift cards, please. And they said, sure, grab some. And I reach over to the gift card rack. And begin to grab these ones that were blue for all of my seeing. I was like, oh, look at these blue ones. The woman at the counter goes, no, wait, sir. And I was like, yes. She's like, no, no, no. Those are Hanukkah ones. Get the Christmas ones above them. And I was like, pardon? She's like, no, no, no. Those are Hanukkah ones. The Christmas ones are the ones above them. And I was like, okay. And I continue to reach for the blue ones that I now see have candles on them. And she says, no, sir, those are Hanukkah ones. You need to get the Christmas ones above them. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening. I'm going to reach over here to the third pile that just have a picture of a cup of coffee on them. I'll take 10 of those. So... Fun little story. Know that there is a Dunkin' Donuts employee here in Williamsport, Pennsylvania that hates Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> now, first off, don't feel bad, Ian, because I just learned that this Christmas, too, that the blue shit represents the Jew stuff. <laughs> so don't feel bad in that. But what I'm more shocked is, is that this person was like, didn't know anything about you didn't go in there and say, I am buying gift cards for a holiday party. You're just like, where are the gift cards? 
Yes. So I was like, they I automatically like... assumed that you were not buying these for Jews and that you were making a horrible mistake. <laughs> not only a horrible mistake. My only thought in her favor is she is a really good employee and wants to use make sure I use up all the the Christmas ones since it's already after Christmas. Hanukkah's still going on. Mm. Hanukkah's still going on, so it would have been the appropriate choice. But they would have had to store all these Christmas ones f- until next year, and I don't want to have to put all that stuff away. So if I can get this. This guy. No, no. <laughs> to buy 10 of them. No, I'm not buying that. Do you really that. think that's what it was? Or do they just think there's no way he's buying cards for Jews? <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I assumed that it was B. Yeah. Like, she was just she was just like, what are you doing? I was like, never mind. Just, there, just give me some. I think she's the, making the, the mental calculation of there are not 10 Jewish people in, in Williamsport. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't look like a traveler, so. <laughs> yeah. So, Ian, the way I learned about this was uh, a couple weeks before Christmas, Diane and I were at Walmart, and we were hanging out in the Christmas section, and they had all these uh, gingerbread houses that you can build, like prefab ones in right. boxes. And I was looking at them, and I was like, man, I always loved gingerbread houses as a kid. I want to get one, I, but I know I'll fucking eat the whole thing, and this and that. And she goes, well, you can't buy this one. You have to buy this one. And she hands me the blue one. <laughs> and I'm like... Why the fuck do I have to buy the blue one? And she goes, because you're a Jew. You know, because everybody loves to make the joke about me being a Jew. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, blue shit is for Jews. And I go, no, it's not. And then I started glancing around the store and I noticed every Hanukkah thing was blue and white. blue. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. (laughs) I did not know this. I I don't know why. But yeah, now that you say it, Hanukkah stuff is blue and white. But Why? To make sure you don't make an awful mistake like Ian almost did. <laughs> I was going to say, I have no idea. I assume it is to represent the colors of the flag of Israel. Oh, that, what color? I don't know what colors the flag of it's Israel It's blue and white. Okay, it's, well, there you go then. Then it makes it's sense. It's white with a, a blue uh, star blue trim. Right. Okay. So that's interesting. So you're equi- – I mean, I guess in this case it does make sense that you equate the religion to the country, the flag of the country. Normally you can't do that. Well, what the hell did Jews wrap their shit up before Israel became a country? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Did they have to suffer through green and red like the rest of them? (laughs) Wait, you wrap Hanukkah presents? (laughs) Fuck if I know. (laughs) I am the worst raised Jew ever. (laughs) I don't know shit. Kids used to make Jew jokes to me when I was in elementary school. And I didn't understand them because they knew more about Judaism than I did. <laughs> well, they teach it, you know, good little Christians all about Jews. So I guess so, because they would be like, look, Jared, I'm wearing a yarmulke. And I'm like, why do you, what are you talking about? What is that, a hat? <laughs> What's going on? And they're like, did you go to temple today? And I'm like, temple? What is that, like something like Egyptians go to? I just <laughs> didn't know. I mean, I didn't even have a bar mitzvah. A year ago I don't know hell. how my grandparents let that one slide, but I never did. Maybe some you know, birthday party actually doubled as a bar mitzvah. <laughs> no, I mean I seriously did not have one. Like I didn't. I don't know a word of Yiddish. I didn't do any of that oh, shit. That's right. You have to read Yiddish, don't you? I forgot. Oh my god, it's a whole production. You yeah. got to like hold like an urn or something, and you have to do it in a synagogue. Oh, and like there's a whole process. And I remember, I remember. And it's not like my grandparents died, like when I was like 13 or something. They were around for a while, hmm. and I don't know how this never came up because like. Well, they weren't, like, strict Jews. You know, they were Jews. And uh, I remember when I was probably, like, 14 or 15, my grandfather coming to me and telling me, like, how I should get a bar mitzvah. And I was like, I don't know. This all sounds kind of stupid to me, and I don't want to talk in front of people. 
Because I didn't even understand the significance behind it for the religion. And uh, he goes, well, in typical Jew fashion, he goes, you'll get a lot of money. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that sounds great and all, but I don't want to talk a different language in front of people. I'll see you later. I'm going to go play Sega. (laughs) Well, he broke his fucking heart right there, but... Uh, and then it was brought up to me. They're like, nothing about being a man. I'm like, nope, it was all about the money. I didn't hear anything about being a man. Well, the, it, okay, so what's a – I mean, a, I, I was actually at a bat mitzvah once. Um, That's for yes. girls. Yeah. Yes. I, the only thing I really remember about it is um, they had this table full of wine, and I went, ooh, I like wine, and I tasted it and went, oh, fuck, what is this? This That's is not wine. That's baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was disgusting, and I put it down somewhere. I'm like, oh. You never heard the expression, I'm sweeter than Jewish wine? <laughs> oh, so bad. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like I, know that I have, but none of them, it makes sense. <laughs> I had no idea. It was horrific. <laughs> but yeah. yeah you got to st- – I got drunk on that shit one night, oh. but I was pre-drunk before I did. Oh, it's so awful. What is – is there – I guess we you know, do a thing on Judaism, but um, uh, I don't know what the actual significance is. Is it like becoming a full member of the church basically? No. You're just – it's the – you become a man or a woman oh. in, in the eyes of the church. So as far as like the church is concerned, I'm still a child and it explains quite a bit because uh, <laughs> I play a lot of video games. <laughs> Maybe if I had that bar mitzvah, I'd actually grow up and do responsible shit. Like buy a house and get a job? I think you're good. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> uh, so are there any other uh, Christmas stories from this year? I have a story that's not totally Christmas related, Christmas related, but more Donald Trump related. Okay. But it fell two days after Christmas, so it could be considered. This happened to me today, and it's a real quick blurb. But I was showing a house to a gentleman today who is from Seattle. And while we were driving to the house, I accidentally – well, I shouldn't say accidentally. I just had CNN on in the background on my radio and because uh, it was what I was listening to when I drove in. Right. And he was casually listening to it and there was something in there about Obama apologizing when he went to Japan for the bombs that we dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And – uh he turns to me, and he doesn't – we haven't talked politics or anything like that. He turns to me and he goes, can you fucking believe that Obama did that? And I'm like, what? Did, did who? What? <laughs> did what? And he goes, that he went and apologized for us dropping those nukes. And I was like, oh, man, <clears throat> this could get really fucking messy. So I just played ignorant. I was like, oh, I didn't know that he did that. And he's like, yeah, he did. It's horrible, right, that he would apologize like that? And under my breath, I'm like, well, he did <laughs> Kill millions of Japanese people, right? And um, <laughs> he's like, that's so – he's like, let me tell you something. In 20 days, you're not going to see shit like that. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. We're not. <laughs> and then I, I just couldn't help it. I go, I go, let me ask you a question. I go, if they apologize for Pearl Harbor, can we apologize for dropping the bombs? And he was like, if they uh, – yeah, I guess that would be all right. <laughs> but they'd have to do it first. I am not making this conversation up, by the way. And he goes, they would have to do it first. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just, you know, spitballing ideas here. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, yeah, they go first. And let me tell you something. Kim Jong-un and all these other people out there are screwing around. He's like, all that shit's going to change in 20 days. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to change all right. (laughs) And then it took a step into even weirder territory. And and again, (laughs) you're not going to fucking believe. You're going to think I'm making this fucking story up. And it, and it really hammers home my point about the two realities. The man lives in Seattle or around Seattle area, which we all know is true blue. Yeah. But he's not happy with that. And that's why he wants to come back out here. 
He's like, <laughs> Seattle is horrible. The whole state is horrible. It's Democrat run. And they try to do this and they try to do that. And oh, but the, the Senate's held by the Republicans. So thank God they stopped them on everything. And, I, and I'm again, I'm just playing ignorant in the sense that I'm like, oh, I've never been there before. I don't know what it's like or anything like that. And he goes, you know, I wrote a song about how bad Seattle is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I go, really? And he goes, yeah, let me sing it for you. Oh and I my shit God. you on my mother's life. This guy started singing the song that he wrote about how bad the Democrats are in Washington. Now, and keep in mind, it is just me and him in the car. <laughs> and we just met. Oh. And it got to the point where he was in the middle of his lyrics and everything like that. That I interrupted him and I was like, oh, and the house is, you know, around the corner here and the blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. Okay, let me finish the song. <laughs> and he went back into this song. Yes. Wow. And it was all about uh, – the only line I remember was about something about they raise taxes on tobacco and on alcohol and shove it up your ass. He was going oh. on and on and on. It was a whole thing. And, like, I just was like – I, I am I am I the one going crazy and all these people are fucking sane? No, no. Are you uh, sure? Yes. I, guess. I, I am sure. What a day. <laughs> That's, I love it. I, I wrote a song about it. I'm going to sing it for you. Yeah. Like he was like way into it. And he at the end, he admitted. And now, listen, this man's singing voice was not good, but all the lyrics rhyme. And then he admitted to me that it was an old James Taylor song that he changed <gasps> the lyrics to. So I was I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. I'm pretty sure James Taylor would be appalled. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he'd be appalled. <laughs> He's a hippie. Pot yeah, in our reality, he probably would be. In their reality, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> He's probably thrilled that they turned one yep. of his crappy hippie songs into something <laughs> meaningful. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that James Taylor's not going to go and perform at the inauguration. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, yeah, we never talked about that, about all the problems they're having with the axe <laughs> trying to for find the inauguration. People, yeah. So they've got um, – oh, who do they have? So Rockettes, except that I don't think they're going to have any Rockettes. No, they said the Rockettes would not be forced to perform for the inauguration if they didn't want to. Right. So yeah. there's there's actually like 50 people that are Rockettes, but only 20 of them are on stage at a time. How many do you think are actually going to show up? No, no. What I read was that there's only 20 – or actually only eight full-time Rockettes. Oh. And that the rest are only part-time for the holidays. Okay. And that the eight don't have to show up. They won't get fired. So I think it's going to turn out that none of them are going to show up. Yeah. Which is great. I heard he's getting the sec second runner-up in The Voice for last season. <laughs> <laughs> so as I like to call it, the Scott Bayo of music. <laughs> yeah. Is Ted Nugent and Kid Rock playing? I heard that they were the only ones willing to do it. I can't imagine. Well, it's well, I mean, he's he's everything he does is so completely ass backwards that maybe I mean, they're neither of them should be up there because it's supposed to be you know an auspicious occasion and they're both fucking morons. But yeah, but they're the only ones that support him. Yeah, so maybe. I mean, that's it. I haven't heard anybody else. Sure, we'll have a raccoon-tailed idiot swinging across the stage on a. <laughs> Kid Rock is making a killing selling uh, Trump T-shirts. Really? Uh, yeah. Something about, like, make America – I swear it might have said make America white again, but I <laughs> I think you'd get more shit for that. There was something like make America unstupid again or some <laughs> fucking shit like that with him holding it up in red, white, and blue, and he's all like, yeah, fucking Kid Rock. <laughs> oh, the disaster. I just love it. This His ego must be so broken up. 
between nobody wanting to perform in his inauguration, they're all like, nah, I'm going to pass. <laughs> and the fact that she won the popular vote by three million votes, that she got more votes than Obama got in 2012. Oh, did, well, he tweeted about that. He said, well, if I had campaigned to win the popular vote, I would have won, would have won the popular vote, but I didn't. I campaigned to win the electoral college. Oh, yeah. I understand his <laughs> his childish reaction to yeah. it. But the, the bottom line is more people voted for her, and that's got to be bothering him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Kid Rock's shirt, it has, all, it has all of the counties of the nation, whether or not they are – whether they're blue or red – and the red it, down below, there's a key. It says red is United States of America, and the blue is dumb fuckistan. That's right. That's wow. what I knew. It was something like that. I am a proud <laughs> resident of dumb fuckistan. <laughs> Seriously, and, but he's making a killing on these t-shirts. I heard. <laughs> Crap. Probably dumb fuckistan. <sighs> yep. We got to own it like they own deplorable. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I don't know. Kid Rock came up with that. I'm not sure I got to own that. <laughs> All right. Is that it for the Christmas Christmas things? We can get into uh, 2016? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. All right. Let's do this first. In 2016, there was a whole list of really bad things, and I'm going to do it from bottom to top. They're, and they're not necessarily – we didn't order them, but uh, they're kind of – I put I put Harambe at the bottom. So the death <laughs> of Harambe because that had a big impact, but I mean – it was a gorilla, so I'm not <laughs> too broken up about it. I mean, but um, the death of Harambe is on there. Uh, Brexit. And if anybody has any comments about any of these, uh, feel free. Uh, the Zika virus, which I heard is now. Oh, I remember when that was the one thing we were all scared about. <laughs> been found in Texas and is spreading in Texas. What's that, Zika? Yeah. It was. Well, it's still going strong. In areas where there hasn't, hasn't been a freeze yet. Yeah. Oh. And since there's record high temperatures, which is the next one. No. Right, right. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better state that deserves Zika. In Texas? <laughs> Knock yourself the out, only, Texans. The only problem, I don't like it being on the continental United States, but... Um, well, Texas, especially, since they've shut down all the ab abortion clinics, yeah, and uh, mm. contraceptives are hard to get, and there's no Obamacare there. Yeah, it's real bad. Anyway. As you mentioned on the list, uh, record high temperatures is next on, so, you know, climate change, highest, that's nice. Hottest year in recorded history, right? Yeah. Just beat last year's record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, 2015. <laughs> uh, the earthquake in Italy, which I don't – when was that? That was a couple months ago or was that earlier? Uh, September-ish. I don't remember, I mean, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh, devastated a big chunk of central Italy, which did hmm. not have uh, you know codes, building codes to survive earthquakes. So that's bad. Trump must have tweeted something that day and I missed that <laughs> news story. <laughs> Well, it was not American news, so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure about this next one. Numerous attacks in Iraq, uh, civil war by ISIL. I'm not exactly oh. sure what that. I mean, if you're just talking about ISIL in general, the yeah, ISIL, Syria, you, you know, the Iraqi civil civil war. That whole area is just a, one giant disaster. Yeah, that it is. Um, truck attacks in Nice and Berlin. Mm. Uh, the Dallas police shooting. The Istanbul airport attack. Uh, the shooting in Orlando, the election of, I don't know how to pronounce this, Duterte? Duterte, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, over in the Philippines? Yeah. yeah. That dude's killing people with his own bare hands these days. He is. Yeah. <laughs> is that bad for us, though, or just bad for them? I mean, how does this affect us? Well, he's uh, he's been on the phone with Trump 
And uh, Trump said that he, you know, liked what he was doing. Well, yeah, because he's killing <laughs> drug dealers. I understand that. But I'm just trying to figure well, out, like, how it's going to affect us in as, any other way than just, like... As long as you put the term drug dealers in air quotes, then sure. Yeah. Right. Um, he's, well, I, he's I understand killing... why Trump would get excited about that. He's the law and order president. You're right. You know, but... we had no law and order for the past eight years. <laughs> but, I mean, Duterte is basically... Duterte is killing anybody who he doesn't like. I'm sure some of them were drug dealers, but... He, there's no, a lot of these people, there's been no trial. There's no, like, he just, he's authorizing death sentences to. Oh, no, I, whoever. I'm not denying it's an awful thing. And, he, and he's an awful person. Yeah. Is it bad because maybe Trump's getting, like, ideas from him? Yeah. He's like, so wait, if I just say drug dealers, like, I can just fucking shoot whoever the hell I want. Because <laughs> I'm going right to the New York Times. Well, yeah, it, it's, an, it's another, it's another country that is, you know, lowering the standard for humanitarianism. I mean, you know, no rule of law, no, um, due process for people. Just, you know, they're a political opponent, opponent, drug dealer, or kill him. And that's the end of it. Mm. And there's nothing to be done about that. That's not Hopefully good. someone will discover oil under the Philippines <laughs> and then we'll get involved and straighten them out. <laughs> And then finally on this list is the election of Trump, uh, which I have to think is number one for us. If I lived in the yeah. Philippines, I might reverse the last couple. But Probably. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Harambe really affected me in a way. That <laughs> yeah, I didn't figure it'd be right to really try and rank these. Um, mm. And also, uh, one thing that's not on the list. Uh, but what I do want to get into now is the list of celebrity deaths this year. Ugh. So I did a little bit of looking, and it looks like, according to uh, to some articles that I saw, this year was really bad, but it was not quite as bad as 2010. I would argue with that a little bit, though, because I think a lot of the people who died this year are more well-known. There were the or number of celebrities... Mm -hmm was higher in 2010 but i think the more well-known more yeah more loved and and liked celebrities well who went in 2010 like if you have any oh notable i ones. don't have it i don't uh i don't have it in front of me yeah. well i think also the ones that went in 2016 a lot of them went before their time so it's more impactful i mean if somebody dies and they're you know lived a long life and they're in their 90s and they die in their sleep you're like well that's sad but they yeah. don't i mean did, john they good when, John Glenn just died. He was 95. Yeah. I was like, that's a good long life. It is. It's sad. He was a hero. That's great. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> 95. You've, you've been here long enough. Good job. Yeah. Well done. So one of the top ones from 2010 was uh, Leslie Nielsen. So. Oh, come hmm. on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there were several. Apparently, apparently there were a lot of, uh, well, the number was high and there were some that were known. And But in any case, I want to go over some of the ones that, uh, that died this year. I'm just going to go through the list. And if you want to talk about any of them, just hmm. jump out. So the, uh, And they're, they're sorted by when they died. So the first one on here, and we're going to start, we're going to cap it on both ends with uh, people in Star Wars. So the, <laughs> the first person on the list is Jason Wingreen, Wingreen uh, which who I didn't even know, but he was, and I'm kind of sad I didn't know, he was the voice of Boba Fett in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But, but he wasn't he was the guy who was behind the mask. Right. Uh, he, was, uh, he was 95. He, yeah, he just did the voice. Uh, next Good for him, is, long life. Yeah. Congratulations. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, Craig Strickland, found dead at the age of 29, a country singer. Uh. David Bowie, I think that Oof, hit the That news. was the one that kicked it all off for everybody. Yeah, that was yeah. a tough one. 
That was was I that mean, in early January? Yeah, I mean it's way up on the Oof. list. I don't have the date, but yeah. Um, 69 years old. Uh, also 69, quickly followed, was Alan Rickman. Yeah, that was, right? that was a one-two punch right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't think it could get any worse than those two at the beginning of the year. I, like, especially Alan Rickman for me. I was like, oh, no. Little did I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it was, was just, uh, just starting. Relatively young and, yeah, an, an important character actor so uh next on the list is grizzly adams dan haggerty uh he was 74 shit forgot about that one celine dion had a bad month her husband and brother both died in the same month he was a music producer which one her husband her husband was a producer oh okay um glenn fry of the eagles died oh that's right Mm. at the age of 67 uh this didn't surprise anyone but it still made me sad abe vigoda Mm. Very old. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just got no. into a fight with somebody about that yesterday. I was like, Ava go to die three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> nope, this year. They're like, nope, he died this year. <laughs> there was another, uh, I just want to bring this up real quick. Another person from uh, Barney Miller, uh, Steve Landsberg. He was in 2010. So, <laughs> well, no, you're missing Ron Glass. Right. Oh, yeah, I was right. going to say, I've been going through the uh, 2010 list and it is. Not as star-studded as our list, so right. I think that's the issue. I'm not going to be able to pronounce this name correctly, but from Jefferson Airplane, uh, Anderson. Does anybody know how to pronounce? No. No. Signy uh, Sig- no. Anderson? I don't know. But anyway, Jefferson Airplane. Uh, Maurice White from Earth, Wind, and Fire died mm. at 74. And then Antonin Scalia. I think mm. everybody heard about that. Oh, yeah. Was- I don't know. One of the few deaths I herald. <laughs> I don't know if I he's had really no a celebrity for that one. An important voice, yeah. Yeah, I heard uh, he was George. Funny. What's that? I heard Anthony Anthony Scalia was a funny dude. A funny yeah. asshole. <laughs> right. Uh George Gaines, the actor uh best known for his role in Police Academy, he died at 98. Uh Harper Lee, who wrote To Kill a Mockingbird mm. at 89. Uh Tony Burton, Rocky actor, mm. died at 78. George Kennedy Cool Hand Luke actor, died in 91. And Leslie and, Nielsen co-star. <laughs> right. I had forgotten about this. Nancy Reagan. Oh, yeah. Died that this year. That was this year? She's, yeah. That was she this died? year. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I could have sworn that was four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, Frank Sinatra Jr. at the age of 72. Me. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Sudden heart attack. Larry Drake, L.A. law actor, at the age of 66. Uh, Rob Ford, former Toronto mayor. (laughs) That one slipped by everybody. Yeah. But it was not unexpected. But I know, but he was talked about so much the year before that. Like, Mm. I didn't even know he died till this end of the year list that I was looking at. Not, again, but not surprising. I mean, he abused himself. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I think he went too quickly over Larry Drake dying. (laughs) He was the villain in Dark Man. What's huh. that? Larry Drake was the villain in Dark Man. Oh, okay. Okay. Nobody Dark Man fans here. Okay, move uh, on. No, <laughs> I, I know the movie. I wasn't a big fan, but I know the oh, movie. Okay. Uh, Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest. Oh. Died at the age of forty-five. Um, Please don't 30 say heart Rock, attack. Uh, Thirty Rock actor and SAG president Ken Howard died at the age of seventy-one, and then this was another one known to me: Gary Shandling. Yeah, uh, I remember at the, that. the Larry Sanders show yeah. fame. Yeah, that that one was a that was a hard one. Uh, Patty Duke 
at the age of 69. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't believe she was that young. I thought she was significantly older. I would have guessed hmm. older, yeah. Yeah, same here. Uh, Merle Haggard died at the age <laughs> of 79. A good long life. Well, well lived. <laughs> well lived, I'll give you that. Uh, from Everybody Loves Raymond, Doris Roberts died at the age of 90. I... Everybody might love Raymond, but I'd never watched the show, so I don't know who that is. Never seen an episode. No. No. Uh, and then we have Prince at the age of 57. That was sure. that was a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a shocking one for yes. me. I wouldn't say it was a tough one. Well, for 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 being a, you know, supposed teetotaling religious man, he had to die the way that he died was a little shocking. Yeah. yeah it turns out those over-the-counter drugs can be just as dangerous. Yeah. Um, a little less shocking, but uh, Morley Safer from 60 Minutes at the age of 84. Oh, snap. I didn't realize that. That was like yeah. and two days, I think two days after he retired, within right. single digit days after he retired, quote, retired, he died. Um, original member of the Beastie Boys, John Barry, died at the age of 52. Mm. Uh, Alan Young, I'm sure nobody remembers, but he was in Mr. Ed, uh, died at the age of 96. <laughs> Again, that one shouldn't have been surprising. Uh, Gary no. Marshall, <laughs> director Gary Marshall, dead at the age of 81. And then uh, Miss Cleo, TV yeah. psychic. Legendary TV psychic. I have a sneaking suspicion that bitch not Jamaican. <laughs> if I could quote Dave Chappelle. <laughs> uh, David Huddleston, the Big Lebowski, the actual Big Lebowski, dies at the age of 85. Uh, so we're, we're, we're in the middle of the list and we have another Star oh, wow. Wars. K- Kenny Baker, uh, the actor behind R2-D2, died at the age of 83. Right. Uh, Matt Roberts from Three Doors Down uh, died at the age of 38. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. I, I didn't have any details on how he died, but there you go. Uh, followed that up by Gene Wilder. Ooh. Oh, that was that's a another one. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows. Alexis Arquette died at the age of 47. Uh, oh, I vaguely remember hearing about that. Yeah. Transgender sibling to Patricia Arquette and the other the guy that I can't think of his name, David the other Arquette. Arquette. David and Rosanna. There you go. <laughs> There's a lot of Arquettes out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sound of Music actress Chairman Carr. Sorry, don't even know her. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Shotty Lowe. This is, again, someone I don't know. Rapper, killed in a car accident, age 40. Oh. Arnold Palmer. Golf oh, Legend, yeah. 87. Forgot about that. Uh, veteran stand-up comedian Kevin Meany at the age of 60. Hmm. I imagine that was a heart-related issue. He always seemed a bit heavy. <laughs> <laughs> he scared the hell out of me. <laughs> uh, Steve Dillon. This one I didn't know until I got the list. Uh, the creator of Preacher, comic book artist. Wait, D- what? Yeah, Steve Dillon died at the age of 54. I did not hear about that. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't hear about that either, and not until I made this list. So, God, right when the turn into a TV show <laughs> seems seems like a bad time, but uh, there you go. Uh, Florence Henderson. Oh, I already, that one just happened, and I forgot about it. Yeah, yeah not too long ago. Uh, right before Fidel Castro. <laughs> mm, that, but nobody that, was too shocked at that. No. As we mentioned, uh, other Barney Miller, Ron Glass died at the age of seventy-one. That one hurt for me. Yeah, I really Shepherd like Book, Shepherd Book. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joe McKnight killed in a road rage shooting. Oh, the the football player. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy got manslaughter, by the way, I heard, Ian. Oh, oh did okay. he? Yeah, not murder. 
manslaughter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Accidentally killed somebody. Hmm. He was upset. <laughs> Gotta shoot someone when you're angry. Alice Drummond, actress at the age of 88. I had to look her up. I had no idea who she was. She was in Night Court and a couple other things that I can't remember right now. But she was a, she always played an older, an older character, even when she wasn't that much <laughs> older. <laughs> I was sad to, to, when I looked at her picture, I'm like, oh, I know her. Peter Vaughn? Vaughn? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Maester Eamon from Game of Thrones. Oh, right. Oh, right. that's right. He was very old. He yeah. was 93, so yeah. Huh? Greg Lake from Emerson Lake and Palmer. Oh. Uh, John Glenn from NASA. <laughs> <laughs> from space. Yeah. Alan Thick. That was surprising. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like. Yeah. I didn't like that one. That was a sudden one. Yeah. Before his time. Heart yeah. attack too. Oh god. <laughs> Playing hockey. Yeah. Just That's a way to go when you're Canadian, though. Zsa uh, Zsa Gabor mm. at the age of 99. That was impressive. Yeah. Because I didn't know Zsa was still alive. <laughs> no. Yeah, she's been quiet for a while. 99. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joey Boots. Howard I Stern's... can't believe that one. That one shocked me, too. Yeah. 49. Hmm. Dead at his computer. That was the most disturbing part. I have a feeling that's where they're going to find me. <laughs> uh, George Michael is next on the list, and that just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got a little... A little aside about that. So, two asides. Uh, one was uh, general, or uh, we had this like total like all me and all my coworkers. We we, we mentioned that when we showed up at work on uh, on what's today Tuesday. So yesterday mm-hmm. after the holiday, and uh, we are all apparently equally prejudiced because someone said, "Hey, George Michael died." Yeah, I heard about that. Does anybody know how he died? We all stopped, looked at one another, went AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't though. We were all wrong. <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was a uh, cardiac arrest, I think. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> yeah. I, I Oh yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was AIDS. <laughs> so, that led me to today when I was like cuz my mom was an enormous George Michael fan mm. growing up. She loved George Michael. And I said, "Oh, did you hear about George Michael?" She said, "Oh, it was so sad." And then out of nowhere, she goes, "Did you know he was gay?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I love you, mom." I was like, he has been out of the closet and a reluctant gay activist for like 20 years now. Yeah. Yeah. I have two notable things to mention about George Michael as well. One, I was shocked by how many people in their 20s don't even know who he is. Mm. Like, I was just like, hey, you know who died? Fucking George Michael died. And they're like, who? Who? And I'm like, you know, got to have faith, you know, doing the song. They're like, never heard that song. Don't know who you're talking about. Right? Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, have you seen Deadpool? They talk about this band Wham in there. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's some <laughs> 80s band. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. The other part that I found hilarious about this is all the pictures I saw on Facebook of that said R.I.P. with a picture of Michael Sarah instead of George <laughs> Michael. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm better. <laughs> so my reaction to this was too, kind of twofold because I hated Wham. I did not like George Michael in any way. So when I heard that he died, I, you would think that my reaction would be, you know, in a certain direction saying, yeah, whatever. I actually went, oh, well, that's sad because he did so much. Like he he actually 
you know, was outspoken. He came out of the closet. He, you know, people liked him and then he came out of the closet and they're like, ah, well, I guess, you know, that, I mean, he was kind of at the forefront of the, the gay movement, you know, during his Reluctantly, time. So. Like Ian said, though, he did not want to come out. <laughs> Right. I don't, yeah, I'm not. But once he did, he was like, "All right, I'm I'm, I'm on it. I got it. <laughs> I can play along." So it's yeah, kind of sad. Well, for me, he was such an important part of the '80s. You know, he yeah. was so big then. You know, and again, he I really wasn't was. like a gigantic fan of his music. But also, what was shocking to me was that he was only 53. Yeah. That, yeah. I was like, oh my god, he's only 12 years older than me. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He was very young. You know, indirectly because of my mom's love of him, I you know I was exposed to a ton of his music, so I I grew to enjoy it. And you know, when I was a child, they didn't have the internet, so I uh, when I wanted to see racy stuff, I had to either unscramble Cinemax or wait for racy music videos. And his his music video for his song <laughs> Freedom Ninety or what was it Freedom was that was the Freedom Ma- Freedom Ninety? Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. But all those models lounging around nude, oh, hanging yeah. out in bathtubs, ah, that was my jam. <laughs> you know, what's funny was last week I just saw a movie where, like, they couldn't shut up about George Michael in it. In that movie, Keanu, with oh. Key and Peele. <laughs> I haven't seen oh, that. really? There is a tons of shit. I mean, really, to the point where, like, people, some of these guys are getting George Michael tattooed on their body. <laughs> Like, and it was just like a good, like, heartfelt thing for George Michael. And I was like, oh, wow. And then he died. Wow. I, mean, I always like, I, I always thought, you know, I was always a closet uh, Wham and George Michael fan because they were so pop. But it's actually very infectious, catchy, good music. They made good music. I don't know. I still go back and listen to Freedom sometimes. I think yeah. it's the only George Michael song I can listen to more than once, other than, yeah, I mean, listen, you're going to sing along. With any song that comes on, because it's just drilled into your fucking head. Yeah. Wake me up. Yeah. No, I, I Actually, the Wham song. songs really Sorry. irritate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wake me up. No, I'm still against that song. Uh, however, I would say that they, some of some of his stuff I do enjoy now. I did not at the time, but I can respect it and and enjoy it now. So, well, you were an, an angry heavy metal person, so that is very true. <laughs> Uh, coming up very quickly to the end of the list, Ricky oh. Harris, uh, comedian, passed away at the age of 54. Uh, this one, I don't have any idea who she was, but Trisha Lynn McCauley, uh, step-up actress. Um, but apparently she was killed in a carjacking. Oh. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. So, I completely news to me, but... Yeah. That was interesting. And then, uh, then finally... Uh, that was Today's. just uh, just today. Carrie Fisher passed away. Yeah, the goddamn coup de grace of the year. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> we, I mean, we we got a few more days to get through without yeah. any more celebrities dying. Seriously, yeah, we could still Carrie squeeze Fisher Harrison Ford onto that Star Wars list. <laughs> I was just about to say the only way it could get worse is if they take Mark Hamill or Harrison Ford or just both of them in the next two days. <laughs> Yeah, Carrie Fisher was a tough one. Yeah. I mean, besides being the Star Wars connection, I mean, just her um, outspokenness about her mental illness. She made, you know, she didn't give a crap about what anybody thought about her. That's true. She was that. And I mean, and it really was. I mean, the only reason I was fooled into being shocked today was because they had released information that she was doing much better. But yeah. after that, she had like a full cardiac arrest and 
went 15 minutes without medical attention. I was like, yeah, this is going to end good. And yeah. then they were like, no, their mom was like, no, she's good. And I was like, oh, great. And then today I was like, oh, I was deceived. Yeah. I, I think there I think there honestly is a an effort by the medical community to not let people die on Christmas Day. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I, it fucks up your – I mean the family, the, the rest of their Christmases, are yeah. remi- it's a reminder at that point. If you can delay it a day or do it a day ahead, it's much better. It's very possible. So as you They've were going, watched Mash. Now, as you were going through this, I was breezing through the 2010 list, which is a little bit longer than the list you made, and it is. Uh, I was going to say it, it's no. It turns out it's no, not really too much more or less notable. I mean, there's a lot of people that I skimmed right by, but in a really condensed version. Um, Tony Curtis, I've heard of. Um, mm-hmm. I was stunned to find out Greg Giraldo's dead. You didn't know that? I had no idea that he ate a bunch of pills back in 2010. Oh, yeah. That um, was bad. Yeah. Then um, there were only a couple others that stood out to me. Like, I was like, oh, that person. Uh, there was uh, George Steinbrenner, Rue McClanahan, uh, Harvey Picard, hmm. good old Jimmy Dean. And I, I think, you know, oh, Dennis Hopper was up there in the 2010 list, as was Gary Coleman of notable hmm. celebrity passings. And then beyond that, uh, you know, there might have been one or two others that I remember, but I would say that the most important is none other than Rodney James Dio. <laughs> oh, sure. Mm, right. Huh. Yeah, so I think the 2016 list is, there's, there are so many and they're so so notable. Right. Oh, and Corey Haim, I forgot about you. you... <laughs> oh, right. Sorry, dude. Corey Haim was sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This year, though, I mean, like, Bowie alone would have been enough. Yeah. Oh, and you forgot Muhammad s- Ali. Oh, he wasn't even on that oh, list. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. That definitely happened this year, I think. Yeah. Again, because oh. I don't know. I'm like Jared. I I swear the things ha- enough happens in a year that I don't know that it was a year. I could have sworn this year Leonard Nimoy died, but I guess it was like a couple years ago now. I thought it was last year. Oh, uh, could have been. I think it was late last year. Mm. Fuck yeah. When did let? Wait, was that? I think that was this year. I thought it was too, no. but I again I'm like no no no. Leonard Nimoy was last year, February. Oh okay. Wow. Yeah. No, but Muhammad Ali was this year though. We missed him. My life is a horrible blur. <laughs> How I'm is Muhammad you, Ali not on this list? Wow, he was on the original list. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, between between David Bowie, Prince, Gene Wilder, Alan Carrie Rickman. Fisher, yeah. Alan Rickman, that's a that's a big list. Yeah, I have to say though, Carrie Fisher is hitting me the worse than any of them. Well, she is a character from your childhood. Yeah. Like, well, not yeah. I mean, for a long time, and yeah. I think one of the best tweets I saw from one of the guys from Red Letter Media, which really kind of summed up how I felt about Carrie Fisher, was like, at a young age, she was an important figure to me. And as an adult, she turned into something else because, like, Carrie Fisher turned out to be, like, one smart cookie mm-hmm. and, you know, loved watching her interviews and stuff like that. And I learned to appreciate her for a completely different reason other than being Princess Leia. Although the Princess Leia thing is a big deal as well. <laughs> sure. You know, for, I'm saying for me, not for the rest of the world. <laughs> well, for, you know, adolescent boys born in the, in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, she's a beloved icon, a beloved character. She played. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. And the, the uh, well, I don't want to <laughs> forget it. I mean, just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> she was a weird sci-fi sex symbol ish. <laughs> See, I never, I mean, like, I know a lot of people always go to Slave Leia as a thing about her, and I'm not going to deny that as a young eight-year-old seeing Slave Leia, I wasn't a little piqued 
<laughs> you know, but like that's not like the end all be all for me. Like for me, it was like smart Alec, quick witted Princess Leia. Yeah, you know, who happened to be in a cool metal bikini at one point. When she wasn't a damsel in distress, right? Yeah, she, she wasn't uh, someone who needed saving all the time. She was she was a strong character as well. Yeah. Granted, I think she was like the only female character in Star Wars. But There's only two females in Star Wars: her and Mon Mothma. Yeah. <laughs> so at least, I'm, but she was a strong one. So she was. So yeah, but we we haven't talked about Harambe, which was weird. So the whole Harambe thing um, hit the news way harder than I think it should because of the collective guilt of zoos. I think. <laughs> Honestly, gorillas, chimpanzees, elephants, killer whales, dolphins, none of these animals should be kept captive by us. That's just wrong. We should just stop doing that. So I think th- that was a large part of it. And, it, you know, the fact that he, he wouldn't have been killed if uh, a kid hadn't fallen into his pen. Yes. True. But I think it was more there just needs to be one famous animal that dies a year. Because remember when Cecil the lion was a thing? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah nobody talks about him much anymore. It's or true. what's going on over there. True. But there's no doubt. I mean, I would have said before Carrie Fisher dying that Harambe may not have had the biggest impact, but like is definitely more known than anybody else on that list because of the memes. Except and maybe shit. Prince, but yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, Prince died and a lot of people know who he is, but like people are still making Harambe jokes to this fucking day. <laughs> you know, there's and the very fact that I can get a mod for Skyrim, where when I look up in the sky, a giant Harambe is looking back down on me. <laughs> that is ridiculous. It is. Yeah, ridiculous. It just means that people have stagnant sense of humor. I mean, it, it to counter that, people are still making Borat jokes to this day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> <Yeah>. Very nice. <laughs> so is, it, is there any chance that all these celebrities who died – like, or we're in some kind of secret society that had access to future information, <laughs> saw where the country was going, and was like, I'd rather die. No. Unlikely. I've, I've refused to believe until evidence is presented. Hey, I have a quick question. Does anybody have any predictions for 2017? Oh, God. Uh, that'll any be better. <laughs> I think. I think or you want to save that for the next show? Well, maybe. Well, I think we need to think, what is the thing that um, will finally make the people that voted for Trump realize that he's a fucking idiot? What is it going to do that makes them understand the mistake that they've made? You can't, they're, they're no thing. They're, They'd have to be dead. No, there's going to be There has to be an afterlife where they can look back and go, oh, that was horrible. He, he yeah. incinerated the whole country. I think that is the only way. <laughs> yeah, there's no thing. He's already abandoned uh, every campaign promise, like, openly. He yeah. was like, hey, thanks for voting for me. I was lying about arresting Hillary. I was lying about draining the swamp. I was just kidding about bringing jobs back. I like everything that he said, he has come out and openly admitted he was just kidding. Hmm. And he is just going to do whatever he wants and become even wealthier. And they're like, cool. That's totally going to fix our country. At least it's not <laughs> Obama. At least he's a white guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah at least you're white. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, sad ridiculous. to say, because of the alternate reality situation, I am going to say that there is no amount of things that he can do that will make them be like, ooh, I shouldn't have done that. Hmm. I mean, when you look back at all the shit he did leading up to the election and nobody abandoned him, what could he possibly do now? Right. Yeah. 
And if the, if certain things that, that he said were going to happen, like I'm going to bring back your manufacturing job and it doesn't, they'll blame somebody else. Yep. The, the, well, yeah, the Republican Congress, little do they know. Actually, maybe they do know. The blame is coming to them because if, mm. uh, if all of a sudden in the next two years nothing gets fixed, they are coming for the Congress. I don't know. Somehow it'll be CNN's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he did just tweet 18 minutes ago that the uh, U.S. Consumer Confidence Index for December surged to 113.7, the highest level in more than 15 years. Thanks, Donald. Oh, he thanked himself. Nice. He just thanked himself. That's like liking your own Facebook post. It's just <laughs> he liked him. He thanked himself in the third person, no less. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say thanks to me. He said thanks, Donald. Yeah. I don't know, maybe he's thanking his kid. I don't know. <laughs> it would make as much sense as him being responsible. Yeah. He, he gives no yet. proof or any <laughs> other than the fact that he got voted in. He's just like, okay, everybody's great with that. Yeah. And it's all in all caps in a giant font, too. Yeah. I'm wonderful. You fucking idiot. It's great reading the responses back to him, though. People have – it's amazing to me that people have no problem telling our new president to go fuck himself on Twitter. <laughs> it, like, kudos to them that I'm too lazy to do that because there are certain things I'd love to say to him. But, like, his little Christmas photo – did you see that? If you scroll down at the bottom with him raising a fist in front of a fucking Christmas tree. <laughs> There was a this? tirade of oh. people like, you are such a fucking child. <laughs> oh. My favorite thing about his uh, Twitter page is that over on the left, it has uh, followers you may know. And the five people it has listed are uh, Michael Shermer, Dave Silverman, Sam Harris, and Bill Maher, and the uh, Iowan atheist. <laughs> I have Tori Bellici, PolitiFact, the Mac Daily News, that's a weird one, David Silverman, a friend and Sam Harris. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's funny that these people are actually following. I can't stand to actually follow him. Every now I and then I'll I won't jump follow on him either. I him. literally have to type in his name every time to look at what he's doing. Yeah, I do it compulsively at this point. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't do it. Actually, I only do it on Tuesdays before we do this show. Okay. <laughs> ah, shit. He just broke 18 million followers, though. When we were yep. doing this, he was at 16.5. So he got 18. a million and a half more. That's not bad. I heard Obama's passing off the POTUS at POTUS to him, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that'll be handled by his people, not him, though. I th don't think he'll uh, get away from his name on Twitter, you know? Maybe I'll be wrong, but it, it seems like he is going to continue to use Twitter as Donald J. Trump and not use a POTUS. Maybe he'll pass that one to uh, Steve Bannon. Right. On a side note, I have 19 people I follow following him. <laughs> wow. Alan Tudyk, Gilbert Gottfried, uh, Sam Harris, Jim Norton, Michael Moore debunking trump which is my favorite new twitter thing. <laughs> uh so there was one person that we left off of the uh death list that uh it was actually jared brought this up it was a cracked article of 25 famous people you didn't notice died uh it was another star wars person mike michael leader the clumsiest stormtrooper <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he also died this year. Uh, he is known for being the stormtrooper who hit his head on a on a door while walking through <laughs> a scene. Nice. And, and was, that that maneuver was put into other movies in the prequels of people banging their heads on doors. Was it? Yeah. In uh, episode two, Jango Fett whacks his head on the door when he's running into his ship. Huh. And uh, George Lucas intentionally put that in there. I had no idea. Of yeah. course, I've, I've, I've only seen the prequels once and try and deny they exist. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's all we have for this week. Anybody have anything else? I do not. Nope. Nope.
All right. So that should be it. Uh, if anybody has any comments or questions or you'd like to, us to uh, talk about anything, go to profanearg. Sorry, profaneargument.com, and you can leave a message on the podcast. I would also like to encourage people to check out Soon to Be Named Network, uh, which is a network of like minded podcasts. You can find it at soon to be named network.com. Uh, a lot of different shows on there from various aspects, a lot of pop culture stuff, but other things as well. You can check it out there, or you can check it out. Uh, on our webpage, profaneargument.com. There's a list on there. Uh, if you'd like to support this podcast, give us a review on iTunes, or you can subscribe on YouTube or SoundCloud. I'd like to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. Tired of pretending, pushing I was in.